Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with Thomas Frank Carr. T. Frank, how are you doing today? Ready to talk some, not just Penn State football, but some recruiting, even on the national level. Sounds good. It is that time of year. Uh, it, it really is. Uh, it's been a busy month at Penn State. A lot of visitors, and now we're seeing Penn State reaping the rewards with some commitments. But I want to take a look at the bigger picture with you, Uh even the national picture of what's going on with recruiting. And fortunately or unfortunately, what comes with that these days is also name, image, and likeness. So that's going to be have to be part of this conversation. And I want to start it with Jaden Rashada. He's a four-star quarterback from California. He just committed to Miami. Reportedly, there is a $9.5 million NIL deal that Mm -hmm. is part of this. And what may be even more interesting is he went to Miami not because of any money, but because he loved the program, even passing up, allegedly, an $11 million deal from Florida. My question to start with, is this now going to be standard operating procedure? If you want a good quarterback, the uh, the price of admission is going to be in the millions. Um, well, Penn State didn't do that with Marcus Stokes. And um, from what I understand, they passed on Jaden Rashada. So uh, take that for what you will. Like, Did Penn State not get Jaden Rashada because they didn't have NIL money? I don't think that's the case. Um, but... It is a reality that some players... This is the problem, Jim, is that it, it depends on the person, it depends on the player. Um, what? It's hard to turn down that money, I imagine, but it, as you pointed out, and as if you want to read uh, the quotes from On3, who broke the story, is that Florida's collective was in such a disarray and was such a mess that he might have gone to Florida. He might have liked Florida more than Miami, but they were so unorganized and so hard to deal with that they didn't want anything to do with that program. So money is never the only factor. It's a big one, and if you don't have it, that is a problem. But it is not the only factor, and it won't be the only factor, um, I think, for a little bit. As we see these deals proliferate, um, it might become more of one. But right now, there are only a few schools that have the ability to do what Miami and Florida are doing. So are we going to see bidding wars for five-star quarterbacks and, and five-star cornerbacks and defense vens? And may- maybe. But I, I think that just right now in this class, it's going to affect some players. It's going to affect some important players. But I don't see this as the baseline for every single athlete in America because right now there's just not enough money to bid for bidding wars because, you know, teams that don't have organized or affluent uh, collectives are not in this game yet. Well, if there weren't going to be bidding wars, you wouldn't need to offer nine and a half million dollars. Maybe a million or two would have done right. it. 
and then I could disperse that money elsewhere. Perhaps I could uh, get myself a, a five-star running back, a five-star defensive end, disperse that $11 million or $9.5 million to get more good players. Yeah. But with that said, T. Frank, a lot of folks are looking at this and thinking this is the end of the world that these young players are being paid like this. My question, does it matter? Do, should we even <laughs> care that this kind of money is, is in the game? Uh, so first off, I'm, I'm just quickly looking up where Florida is in their team recruiting. Uh, if they've got $11 million to throw at a quarterback, uh, they are uh, 17th right now in recruiting. Several players, including ones that Penn State has uh, recruited, have had offers from Florida, and they haven't landed those players. Now, we'll see how it goes down the road, because now they don't have this money allocated for Jaden Rashada. But, um, you know, so far money is not the only factor in recruiting because both Michigan State, who is reportedly big into NIL, and Florida both are in the teens. That being said, there are still five-star players and high four-star players that need to make their decisions. And, you know, uh, those places are in competition for the services of those players. We'll see how that, that wraps up. But, Jim, you're asking, are you asking my opinion? Yes. Are you asking my that's, opinion that's about what, NIL? That's why you're on the show, T. Frank. <laughs> We so, want your opinion. But my opinion is just solely my opinion. Like, it, there is no consensus on this. I think So here's my problem with NIL. It feels like you're tipping the waiter. Like, oh, we can't pay these servers because, you know, that would hurt the bottom line of our industry. It's like, you could charge me more food so I don't feel guilted into uh, having to pay this low-wage worker so they can go home and feed their family. Like, why is that my job? So for fans, I understand the frustration of you never paid players before, and now it's our job. And, and for the people that have been donating, they've been donating to facilities. They've been donating to all these things for years, and it's just another ask. Uh, I grew up loving the NFL. That was my first love. That, and, you know, it still is the thing I, as a, I am a fan of. So money's never been a dirty word to me. It, the, the, the fun of free agency, of figuring out the puzzle and how you allocate your resources, it's an added layer of complexity to an already complex game. I enjoy that. Like, I grew up wanting to be a general manager. I never grew up, like, once I realized I was never going to be a wide receiver because I was short and slow, uh, I immediately shifted to an executive role in my mind. And that's how I got here, by the way. So I don't care about the money. The money is fine. The only thing is, like, in the NFL, there is a collectively bargained agreement about how much the payers are allowed to be, uh, the players are allowed to be paid. There's a level playing field. Everyone's working with the same salary cap. Everyone's working with the same TV deal. There is none of that in college football. So the inequity is the problem. I don't think the money is the problem. I said this for years on multiple platforms. People would point out the, the reality we have right now. And they would throw up their hands and say, there's no way to solve it, so why even try? And the reason that we're in this situation is because we didn't try to find good solutions earlier. We did not try to find a way to pay players through name, image, and likeness with rules and regulations. And now we have a situation where states and courts decided that this was unconstitutional, that there were billions of dollars in football. There was no um, uh, exemption for uh, college sports when it came to antitrust. 
So what they were doing was not legal. You cannot prevent somebody from using their name, image, and likeness to make money. That is constant. That was like that's illegal. That's what we decided. So here we are. The genie is out of the bottle, and like there's nobody to blame but the NCAA for the uh, adherence to an outdated model that that worked when there wasn't a lot of money in in in, in football and basketball, but there is. And the inequity of that system had to change. But when you run to the end of the tracks, the train derails. And it's derailed. Here we are. Well, my question to it, though, or comment is, anytime in sports that things change and more money comes out there, I've often used the analogy to when free agency hit professional sports. There was this same hue and cry about that's going to be the end of the sport. And it turns out to be more like what you talked about. It creates more interest during the offseason. Yeah. Where's this free agent going to go? And yeah. the players who are the ones who are performing are getting compensated. So it turned out For not some to people. be such a bad thing. For some people, and then there are other people, and, and I'm going to be uh, editorial here. Then there are the toxic people that don't want uh, somebody else to make money. <laughs> you know, and I understand that you're a football player making millions of dollars, but if you didn't... if Again, you know, this is always going to stray into an area of pseudo politics because you you actually can't separate sports and politics. But uh, the market has decided. We love to use that term. The market has decided that we love football and we're willing to pay for it. And the TV money and the revenue and the advertising and the eyeballs and we care so much about football that at even these at the uh, minor league level of what college sports you know functionally is, there's a lot of money. So, like I, I've always said, this if you don't want if you don't want these players to make money, divest yourself from football because that's the only way to uncouple this train. Is and I keep going back to trains. Apparently, I got trains on my brain today. Like that's the only way around this is you have to not care about football and it has to not be as popular. And I don't see that happening because most people, I think, don't really care. Well, T. Frank, it goes like this, and we hear this from the fans. The and you use the word inequity. There's going to be teams who are willing to pay our schools or alumni groups, and there's going to be those who don't. And the criticism is that creates an inequity. My question is, what have we been dealing with in college football for the past so many years? Yeah. There's been Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State and then the rest. Well, now... Through money, you may have Miami coming back, Florida coming back, USC coming back, Texas mm-hmm. coming back. Is that a bad thing? No, no. And 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 this is the this is the uh, something I don't know if we talked about on this show last week, but when people look at NIL and they say, "Well, you've got to win," how much winning has Miami or Florida done in the last couple of years? Uh, if you don't see NIL as the opportunity to help your team, then uh, the the same is going to continue. Like you're going to get what you get. And again, I don't know that it's exactly on. It should. I don't think it should be on the fans to pay the athletes. Um, and if businesses want to use them for name, image, and likeness, that happens in the NFL all the time. Like that's a that's a fine thing. But to donate directly and to to ask the fans, like you know, from a philosophical perspective i think that's stupid but if you're a fan that doesn't care and you're used to donating money to the organization anyway if you don't see this as an opportunity to help and like tangibly affect the results 
then you are never going to. Like, you're just against it. And and that's going to be what you get. Like, you're going to be Stanford. You're going to be Minnesota. You're not going to be Florida and Oklahoma and Texas that have the opportunity to break that ceiling and get into the conversation. Um, it's not, again, it's not the only thing. There are other factors at play that are traditional factors of who's a great coach, what is a great organization, who's well-run, what player likes what school. Remember, these are still 18-year-olds that make decisions based on, you know, maturity for an 18-year-old, maybe. So, you know, it's not just money, but money can help, as always. And money could... Again, as an adult, I'll say, you know, if Miami came my way and was offering me $9.5 million... I'm going to say go Canes. All right. (laughs) That's it for quarter number one. But we're going to pick up this conversation in quarter two, and we're going to see, we're going to talk about Penn State's role in all of this. Stay tuned. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. 